0: Right, and we're back. <laughs> Nothing matters. Life is pain. Come on. Ex- existence is just futile. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. We do have a fun top five episode today. Uh, we figured we'd start with the most recent breaking news that did just break, uh, an hour or so before us hitting record here today on july 8th uh hope you are all doing well hope you're all staying safe and healthy but as part of staying in and staying safe and healthy halloween kills has officially been moved off its october 2020 premiere date it has been uh, we had our first teaser trailer look at it and with that john carpenter also uh, released a basically a press release saying that they're going to hold off releasing it until next october we'll talk about it a little before mike tells you about what this top five episode is about i am your co-host mike one this is co-host also yeah mike. the
1: forever purge uh moved from its original july release to next year's july Candyman moved from september 25th of this year to ho- what hopefully will be you know uh, a release date in 2020 on halloween kills original spot of october 16th they did release Strangely enough, they did release a Halloween Kills teaser, Mike. Uh, Let It Burn seems to be the you know battle cry of that teaser. I, I wish that didn't apply to more things in the world, but I'm thankful <laughs> we have an optimistic episode today. W- what did you think of the teaser, though, first of all?
0: It's not a teaser. <laughs> um, you know, I know they're calling it a teaser. I know that's what it is, but it's it's a look at, at one of the scenes that they're probably going to open the movie. Well, that's a teaser. And it's probably one of the... Yeah, all right, fine. But it's not like it doesn't set any story structure. It's it's just, it's it's simple, and it should be simple, but the three protagonists, the three heads, the, the matriarchs of the uh, Strode family there, are driving away like we left them at the end of the first Halloween movie in 2018, and they pass fire trucks, which are on their way to the Strode house where we left Michael, which was burning. I guess that's a spoiler alert, but it's in the teaser now, so now you know, and... Uh, she, Laurie is seen screaming, just let him burn, let him burn. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you, I mean, this could have been just literally Jamie Lee Curtis sitting cross legged in a chair with a fire going behind her, talking into the camera for 30 seconds about anything, and I would have been excited. So I'm as excited as I can be for Halloween kills and Halloween ends for that matter. What about well, you?
1: Well, I have a logistical issue because if they were really concerned of Michael getting out of the burning blaze, they would have had. Why not just stay, stay there? Th- they would stay there, and they yeah. would have three shotguns pointed at the <laughs> areas where he. Oh, you know, it's Halloween,
0: yeah. though. You know they gotta they gotta allow for some. kind You don't of- have a
1: movie if you, if you if you don't have them <laughs> on their way out criticizing exactly. the, uh,
0: yeah, the response. I get yeah. it. I'm with you. I thought of that myself, but you know you, you gotta allow for Michael to come back somehow. Uh, I guess. This, if nothing else, gives us another year of Jamie Lee Curtis not being dead yet. Right. That's nice. <laughs> I can hold on to that.
1: She, she lives for another year, and Michael lives as well, because if he's going to be able to kill, he has to be able to live, and therefore, <laughs> yeah, we have the opening set up, which is uh, foolhardy, but at the same time, it's we got a movie
0: now. Is there any chance... The answer is no, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I'm a fool. Is there any chance... That Blumhouse moves this one to late September of 2021 and then releases Halloween ends at the end of October in 2021. And we have two giant properties that make them all kinds of money and we can get the full trilogy still within the time frame we were promised. That is
1: your dream. And I'm not going to poop on your dream right now. You should. should. Uh, I don't think it will happen, but it's still a possibility i suppose i it's never been done before but they were considering it weren't they or were we considering it i don't remember properly the
0: first the first time we heard about this becoming a trilogy and david gordon green signing on i think it was jason blum himself leaked or blum someone in blumhouse leaked that they were thinking about doing uh the two films back to back and releasing them within the same month so it's not and that's the only hope you can cling to is that this story from somebody who heard something who was leaked something who thought this once (laughs) one of those types of telephone things so uh, you know it, it has been considered on some level by someone attached to Blumhouse but I don't think it's ever going to actually come to fruition I would be happy the happiest man in the world if it did well, you'll still be happy if it comes out yeah. one year and then the next one comes out the I next will. year. I mean, you got a
1: whole other year to uh, enjoy. I know you want it now, and I know I after this entire coronavirus, you'll want, you're going to want everything immediately because you're a demanding person. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's going to be part of the fun of this next segment, this top five segment, and, you know, pushing each other's buttons. And mm-hmm. I think... I am wondering what this list is going to do to each of us. (laughs) I really don't know. Because basically what we decided to do was make a top five where we want the other Mike to review things. And we're going to call it like a top five dream review wish list, something like that. We're still working on the coinage but I think this is going to be a, f- a very fun episode because it was very fun to prepare. And I'm wondering if we're going to be passive aggressive against one another. <laughs> I'm wondering if we're going to give each other sincere recommendations. Um, basically, I'm wondering what you're going to do to me because for the first time in a long, long time, mm-hmm. we did not allow one another to look at each other's documents, each other's Google documents. So is this the beginning of the end to our podcast? <laughs> do we further the bonding process of our friendship I think the stakes could not be higher uh, for this one today.
0: Yeah. I'm excited to hear what, what what uh, you have in store for me? And I, I laugh at when I look at my list that I have in store for you, I'm excited for people to hear it. I think you'll get the jokes that I'm going for here. I hope. And if not, we had a good run. We could end this podcast. It's fine. No, I, I think this will all be in good fun. And, and, uh, Let's talk about the criteria, I guess. Like, how did you shape your list? And then I'll tell you what was going through my mind and shaping my top five.
1: So I sincerely want you to review these films. Number one, that was uh, films or TV shows. No, I have films and TV shows. Okay. I also kind of cheated where I have some entries where I suggest three things. I mm-hmm. also can't help myself where I say some honorable mentions in here because I'm not entirely sure what you've seen and what you haven't seen. But that's not the exercise. The exercise is what we want to hear the other mic right. review. Right. And, and I am kind of thinking that's in an OSP. That's a full review. And okay. I, will, I will qualify that statement for a few of these because it's going to be funnier.
0: But okay. I'm willing
1: to negotiate how we review these. It's, if the, if this does come to fruition, uh, I do think I'm,
0: I'm not reviewing Warhorse, Mike. No, I do
1: think <laughs> that we wanted a lighter episode today. We wanted to look forward to some things that we might actually do with whatever quarantine we have left. And it looks like we have a substantial quarantine left. <laughs> if these numbers are, you know, any indication. So basically some of my entries are going to drive you crazy some of my entries you know might create new grudges because we've been been talking about a grudge list (laughs) a potential retrospective series that kind of Mm -hmm. focuses on you know the irrational insane grudges you hold against movies if you didn't like them the first time you saw them Mm -hmm. and i think that that would be a fun series if we get to it we'll probably probably will we've been talking about it recently so we weren't ready for that yet This was a fun alternative, I think.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I am hoping to get some new grudges out of this, Uh, personally. (laughs) I, like you, didn't just restrict myself to movies. I went through through a couple different mediums. Um, I started really nicely... And I get progressively trollier as my list nears number one. So do I, though. Good. So do I. I figured that's how this was going to (laughs) go, so I wasn't really worried about it. But, uh, uh, yeah, I am excited to to get. So, like, number five, my header is something nice. Mm. And then I have other headers as we go down the list of mine. So do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? How do you want to handle this?
1: Well, all right. This is like a Christmas morning, I think. So let, let me start because I'm really okay. anxious about giving you this gift. Uh, it's, it is something nice. So that will be the caption for the both of our number fives, I guess. I like okay. that. Good. So, so for my five, I'm not going to fight City Hall, as they say. And I want to say it here because I believe you've worked in a few city halls or town halls throughout Unfortunately, your professional yes. life. So you love true crime. And Mm -hmm. I want you to be happy or I'm willing to risk enabling your sickness. I don't know which. Okay. I have a TV series that won't be a surprise. I have a narrative feature and a documentary film that I think are just very well made. And I sincerely hope either you've seen them or you will see them and you would enjoy them. So Mm -hmm. here goes. Okay. Unbelievable. Uh, We've talked about this. Mm. We reviewed this. Yeah, I do want to watch that. Memories of Murder.
0: Okay. And The Thin Blue Line. Have you seen hmm. any of those? That is the Thin Blue Line, the uh, the documentary. The documentary. Yeah, I've seen that one. I've
1: not seen the other two. Okay, so these are three great experiences of true crime storytelling that I just flat out highly recommend to our audience, to you. I'd say Unbelievable would take precedent because I think it's going to win some Emmys and maybe Golden Globes for Best Limited Series. Mike, you got Tony Collette, Caitlin Dever, Merritt Weaver, who are actors I know you love and respect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. I, I do think this is an addictive crime story, a true crime story. I know it's a true story where I think you'd get your true crime fix on the one hand i'm also genuinely curious to know what you would think of the procedural aspects of unbelievable so i'd want to hear your expertise on a review what's accurate what's not what's artistic license what's not you have worked in the criminal justice system you you have family that you've lived with that that have been police officers i'm just curious how you'd uh frame everything that you'd watch in this. I'm also curious uh, if, as a critic, you'd put Unbelievable atop your all-time true crime TV rankings or just overall true Hmm. crime rankings because you've consumed so much of it. You are the true crime nut in the group of us right now. So... I think this limited series, the story empowers female storytellers. I mean, two of the three show creators are women. Four of the seven writers are women. Two of the three directors are women. Uh, You got a big name, Lisa Cholodenko of the Oscar-nominated The Kids Are All Right, the Emmy-winning Olive Kitteridge.
0: Watch Unbelievable, Michael. You won't regret it. I may actually dive into that soon. You may have just uh, I, I, that is something I know it's come up on the show, and I do say I want to watch it. I, I truly do want to get into it, and I am kind of looking for a new show to watch on my own time. So maybe that's the one I will dive into. But that was very sweet. That's 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 a very nice gesture on I your tried, part. And I tried. I tried. Yeah, I like that. I see we're friends.
1: We're we're nice. This is nice. This is nice so far. I could have gone with Memories of Murder. That would have poked the bear a little more. That's Bong Joon Ho. <laughs> yes, it's based on I a know. True crime case. I would like you to see it. I think it's coming to Hulu at some point. But I know your relationship with the bong hive and then well, they- I like,
0: I, look I like Bong Joon-ho as right. a filmmaker I like Snowpiercer I liked Okja a lot I just did not I was not a guy for Parasite. You didn't love Parasite as a best picture, let's just say. (laughs) I think
1: that's the apt way to characterize it. And then I'm glad you've seen the Thin Blue Line, and if we ever get to that as a dual review someday. It's one of my favorite all-time documentaries, and uh, I think uh, we'd have a ball reviewing that. Again, I'd love to pick your brain about it. I was was considering the girl with the dragon tattoo. I was tempted to pitch that you and I use the rest of this quarantine to figure out the true identity of the Zodiac Killer, but I know we're not going to do that, so I'll just leave it there, but those were honorable mentions built into this.
0: Uh, either one of those I would have gone for as well. I, I, no, I think that's those are very good suggestions, and I, I take them to heart, and I appreciate you looking out for me. I kind of had a similar idea in that it's not something new, it's something... my number five something nice is things I I know you've seen before but I concentrated on you as a critic Mm -hmm. and so the things that I I do genuinely want to hear you review uh, some of my favorites but Mulholland Drive which I know we've done in a past life as my second Oscar it's been years now (laughs) or The Shield and I know you said you got into The Shield but it wasn't for you I truly think you would very much enjoy either one Mulholland Drive though specifically taking you as a critic and taking our review of that from a couple years ago and just knowing how you You've grown and the analysis that you provide on not only character arcs and story structure and the way they're writing, I would really just, it'd be a a personal treat for me to hear you break that down like you did something, say, along the lines of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or something like that, and especially knowing that you'd have to do so after knowing what you know about it now, because we kind of both went into that review, it was only our like eighth episode or something we ever did a couple years ago, blind, And, and you know, we were still new at this game and new at the podcasting game and weren't really sure how we wanted to present our breakdown or weren't really sure what kind of critics we want it to be. So having established ourselves since then, I would really like to hear you, because I do genuinely think, uh, with the approach that you take to, to breaking down films, and specifically the way the scenes are written in your scene analysis, I think I can learn something that maybe I have not learned thus far after watching Mulholland Drive a billion times. So I think genuinely I would like to see that. As far as The Shield goes, I think it does have everything you look for. Yes, it does fill you with that sense of dread. I know you're not a fan of watching that. In your free time, it, it, but it serves a purpose. Even that dread, it's purposeful and it's meant to do something else with your watching habits. You have great stars that take... Uh season-long arcs in that show as well forrest whitaker is there for a season if to do a character arc glenn close does a character arc over a full season so it's people i know you like in the acting space And i do just genuinely think you would like the shield and i would like to hear your thoughts on it or at least your shortcomings with it as it stacks up against other police procedurals and crime stories so we're, we're kind of thinking in the same vein there even though uh Mine's a little more selfish as it always is because there's some of my favorites, and I just want to, I think you would enjoy them. So,
1: whatever happens next, we'll always have something <laughs> nice in number five. <laughs> and I really was looking for a TV series to binge and watch and kind of just, you know chip away at a long-term rewatch because I'm mowing down all the Emmy nominees and some of them I just have no interest in watching to be right. honest with you and I'm like I'm getting in the Kaminsky method and stuff like that which is good I just I don't need to watch that stuff I watched the first few seasons of The Shield back in the day and I loved it I don't remember what stopped me did I discover girls that can't be it because I, <laughs> no, I I don't I must there have there was had a weekend there I don't <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, you know, really got into films. I don't know. But there, I should have kept going with that series. And for some reason, I had stopped it. Maybe I just fell behind and I felt bad. Because I do that sometimes with series. At least I used to when they were appointment viewing, you know, and you couldn't right. go on demand. If I fought, fell behind, I would feel guilty about it. And my, you know, you know, Judeo-Christian right. guilt complex, I couldn't get back. <laughs> I couldn't get
0: it back. I do think, uh, I, I truly think The Shield is one of, if not the, most underrated series of television of all time. And also, I would love to hear uh, a thorough breakdown of it, how it can be viewed in today's light nice. with how we view police and what's going on. Because, I mean, it's it's about scummy police. It just is. It, it, it doesn't pull any punches. It doesn't really frame Vic Mackey as a good cop. He's kind of an antihero that's going towards just an awful human being through the whole show.
1: Well, you put it on your Mount Rushmore of favorite TV I shows, best yeah. TV shows. So I, I am I am intrigued, and I'm, I'm reminded, more importantly, from this Top 5 Endeavors, because I forgot about it. I was actually looking for something the other night. I would have totally restarted that. So that's a great suggestion. I may take you up on that depending on how much you scorn me the rest of the <laughs> way here. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to get we're gonna get right into the scorning, so you can go for number four.
1: All right. I'm not very kind to you with this one. And okay. you have a job to do here. So p- pull up your IMDb because mm-hmm. I haven't even seen this film. This okay. film is something I am recommending to you based solely on its poster. <laughs> okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. It is called Of Horses
0: and Men. Oh son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> Please look this up on IMDb oh, and describe to me the I movie don't like poster. This already. Describe to me the movie poster you see when you get it on screen. Just interrupt this is me. Clearly
0: yeah. horse sex. <laughs> this is a black horse mounting a white horse from behind while an old man is saddled into the white horse while it's ha- this is porn. This is gross animalistic porn.
1: Of horses and men <laughs> is an Icelandic drama that actually has a 74 Metascore, and I can't a, believe that, Mike, a 100% Rotten Tomatoes rating. <laughs> Listen to this premise: a country romance about the human streak in the horse. Oh, give me a fucking break! And and the horse and the human <laughs> love and death become interlaced. And with immense consequences, the forces, uh, the fortunes of the people in the country through the horse's perception. This is your number four? I Google search best horse movies, and I was tempted to recommend Hildalgo, The Black Stallion, The Mustang, The Man from Snowy River. Horse movies I've seen, but of horses and men would just be hilarious if you had to review it. So I'm going for hilarity here. I need you to review this at some point. I'm not even kidding.
0: I thought War Horse was going to be on your list. I truly did. And I didn't think we were going to get to the horse grudge until later on and closer to the top. So having it at number four truly does scare me. And I'm not joking. People at like, it looks like these horses are having sex on the poster. I, I, I can't tell if it's a tender hug or what it is, but it looks like uh, there's a horse being violated, if not penetrated. And the old man is just sitting there. This is all terrible. The countenance <laughs> on the old
1: man is just of exhaustion. Like you can't even get off <laughs> yes, the horse, yes. which I just thought was hilarious. <laughs> now, this could be a great movie. If you've seen this out there, let us know. And let us know if Mike would uh, hate it or love it. Uh, it. It'll be funny to hear from you. So it's that, got I'll... almost
0: 3,000 ratings on IMDb, a 6.8. That's unbelievable.
1: With scores like this, if this came out in 2020, I, I would look to watch it. You would look to watch it. <laughs> And we I would, would have not. To review- no, don't. <laughs> don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. I would push you to want to watch this. This would be hilarious <laughs> if it came out in 2020. I would. Oh, I would sell this hard. Like this could be a you know best international film. <laughs> Iceland's got a chance at the best international film Oscar this year. 74 Metascore, 100.
0: Oh, I would be all about it. We're not making it through this episode, are we? <laughs> 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 Fucking horse movies. All right. Well, my number four. I titled something you may like. But I don't care if you don't. Uh, So, look, uh, let me phrase it to you this way, I guess, before I reveal it. Uh, What do you know about, like, when you hear Mike one? what comes to mind in the first couple things? Pessimistic. Okay. Um... (laughs) I don't know if I could say that's the rest it. of these things. That's it. No, that's, wrestling. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I was going for. Wrestling. Thank you. You got there. I want you to watch an entire WWE storyline and review it. And I'm not talking about just the highlights. Huh. I'm talking months of weekly episodic programming, complete with episode and pay-per-view reviews, match analysis, the whole nine yards. Can I just and- say
1: no? Is that an option for this review? Just like flat no or no? <laughs> no, no, you have
0: to do it now. Like, and I'll, I'll even give you one of the best, if not the best, storylines WWE's done in the past like decade. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like the summer of Punk, which would run you from april of 2011 until like wrestlemania 28 if i was being nice and wrestlemania 29 if i was being a dick about this so you'd either have like 12 to 24 months of programming you'd have to watch and then come back with a review over and a breakdown over the motivations of and look maybe you'll like it because i know a young also mike once upon a time was into wrestling so maybe there's this long dormant candle somewhere deep down in your psyche that's just been waiting for the right flame to come back and reinvigorate it and just show you how special wrestling can be to a man in his 30s, which was a sentence I knew I would someday have to say over public airwaves unironically. All right. Well, (laughs) we did
1: do an episode on Paul Heyman when he was being considered for Emmys. This was two years ago. I, I want to say it was a Something data like that, yeah. episode. It was like a half hour episode. And I did watch a lot of the stuff that you sent me. I didn't watch like matches from start to finish, but you sent me a lot of cool stuff. I did watch it and I did enjoy it. So yes, if I'm being. And I had
0: that in mind right. sincerely when I was. coming, And that's why I said, maybe you will like this.
1: I've been at Texas Roadhouse a few times over the mm-hmm. past year. Like after coaching games, and mm-hmm. my dad and I coach together, and we'll go out to lunch or dinner at a Texas roadhouse. It seems like wrestling is always on the TV over there, and I watch like a couple matches, and we'll heckle it a little bit. But we we don't hate it. Like it's entertainment, and it's and they do a good job. I just, you know, I don't. I think for my psyche, I got out of it because <laughs> I was getting too into it. I had a best friend as a child that that loved it. And he got me into it. And there was like a three or four year period. We stopped being friends pretty much and went our separate ways. Then I stopped watching wrestling. That's what happened. So there's there's baggage involved here.
0: All I heard from that story was you waited for me to come back into your life to set you straight. And also I need to go to Texas Roadhouse more.
1: Texas Roadhouse does that chicken fried steak man I'm on a diet right now but when I'm off this diet oh I'm getting some of that I'm getting some of that again all right let's
0: twist the knife a little deeper into each other what's your number three
1: all right you're not gonna be happy with this one either good
0: (laughs) that's actually wait my number three my heading is something you definitely would not like so good we're on the same page you definitely
1: won't like this one either I would want you to be strapped into a clockwork orange situation <laughs> and be forced to binge watch this entire list. Then no. have to do OSP sized full podcast reviews on each episode of the TV series or movie in said list. You will therefore do recaps. The funniest part of this would be the recaps and of uh-huh. the plots. <laughs> this is not going to surprise you, but here, here goes the list. Downton Abbey.
0: Yeah, I knew that was going to be on there.
1: <laughs> the Crown. Pride and Prejudice, all the versions. I haven't even seen all, all the versions, but if I have you strapped Clockwork Orange style, you you, you have to watch it. Sense and Sensibility and Jane Eyre, uh-huh. which you can't pronounce for some reason. Everything... <laughs> My mama's boy lifestyle has quote-unquote forced me to watch.
0: Yeah, so, that's that's the also mom list that you're going to yeah. force me into watching. If you were
1: forced to do detailed recaps of these and have to just summarize all ten huge twists of every single Doubt and Abby episode, it would be hilarity.
0: Nonstop hilarity. The forks weren't shiny enough in this episode.
1: But in all seriousness, I do think these are good stories, well towed in most iterations. So you and I would start speaking the same language i know oh. we've bonded over downton abbey with our mothers i know we've bonded over little women and we were both shocked to love it. Mm-hmm. right that's true point where i th- you either had it on your shock to love list top five or you considered it i don't remember right now but i think we would bond over this in the long run in our mama's
0: boyness so is this your attempt to just torture me or is this your attempt like like how I want you to get into wrestling so I have someone to talk about it with you want me to get into these shows so you have someone to talk about it with Oh
1: I would be a sadistic dungeon master <laughs> I would be your dungeon master I would wear chainmail while you watched all of this which would have and I would watch it all with you because I would enjoy all of the moans and groans and Why are you wearing chainmail in this scenario <laughs>
0: If you're going, if it's going to be you
1: and me watching TV, I don't want to answer that. But I would, I would want to be your jailer in this instance.
0: Oh God, I can't. I, I, like. I'm not saying this for hyperbolic reasons and to sell the show. I cannot imagine you have two things worse than that for me. So
1: I, I actually don't. I actually have two sincere picks. Oh. Up.
0: Oh, you went you went back to the nice. Okay, I, I, I kept getting meaner, so this is going <laughs> to make me look great. So my number three, something you definitely would not like. Oh, no. Let me describe to you how my last few nights have been and what they've consisted of, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is 100% truth and honesty. Mm-hmm. I'll put on an old movie from the 40s or 50s, and last night I watched The Petrified Forest from 1936, Betty Davis, Humphrey Bogart. Nice. Uh, I'll, I'll watch that, I'll study it for a while, and then once that's finished... I'll dive headfirst into YouTube to soak up the latest gossip and drama that's going on amongst some of its biggest personalities and creators on there. That makes no sense. It's been a shit show. lately. Some of the biggest names in the YouTube space, and if you happen to know any YouTube drama whatsoever, dear listener, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about immediately. Some of the biggest names are at war with one another, and it's just pure, unadulterated trash. And it's very much not unlike any season of Big Brother, Mm -hmm. which I also have an addiction to and cannot get enough of for many of the same reasons, just overly exploitative, possibly staged drama and things being said and accused of another person, all happening in this Petri dish, this bubble whose sole purpose is to insulate these personalities from real life and let the feelings fester for our enjoyment so we can watch them from the outside like a snow globe. What I'm saying is it's sick. And it's twisted, and I want you to have to do, like, this OSP-type review of YouTuber drama, and if not that, then a full season of Big Brother. Because I know... It's everything you hate, because it's pretty much the farthest removed from decent, good cinematic experience that you could have, watching it on a small TV, people you could not possibly care less about, whining over things you don't understand and could care less about, even more so. It's everything that's anti-Also Mike, that I love and thrive on, and I would like you to see it, please. I think we are officially
1: (laughs) narrowing our demographic. (laughs) To basically our ages in this episode. But really, it's it's above our ages. Like, I don't... Like, even people our age are cooler than us, right? So... Oh, no I, doubt. I, I would be shocked if somebody younger than us listens to us after this episode. <laughs> because even in your praise for this thing... <laughs> that you watch nightly after a 1940s movie mm-hmm. you're demeaning it in many ways and uh
0: you can i there's nobody that watches this stuff for any reason other than to feel better about their own lives
1: uh, I, okay i get, i have to take <laughs> your word for it because i stopped watching reality tv after like the second season of survivor and i swore off it for life and i am shocked that you have Withstood like you have such a high tolerance, my friend, for like pain. I, I just I've realized that, and this this is more. This goes beyond the physical, but it <laughs> includes the physical. <laughs> My, my Schadenfreude is very high. Your Schadenfreude, whatever that means, is ridiculously high. <laughs> like, how do you stand this? Like, I need, like, Andrew and I just reviewed all those short films. Right, right. And I went from homicidal to suicidal to, you know, I had a whole journey in that review mm-hmm. where I, I loved The Human Race again by the end of it because thank God the last three films were good, but the middle ten films were so bad. Sure. That I was living my nightmare. I was turning into Jack
0: Torrance. It you doesn't know, take a lot. You know what it seriously is? Like, and this is, I, I'm dropping the facade. Like, it's 100% truthful. Manipulation has always fascinated me, hmm. and that these people can act like pseudo cult leaders and just have these droves of fans that do their bidding and like attack other users online oh and my God. and like give them these wink wink don't 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 go and yell at this person and blah blah. It's just and this is exactly what Big Brother is. It's just mental manipulation of other people to do your bidding so you can float by to the finals. It's I'd it, love Charles Manson. I don't take that drop and yeah. like of itself and just play that uh, without any context but i've always been fascinated and obsessed with that story because i don't understand how people can be so blinded and just blindly follow this person that's mm. exactly what youtube fame is for the most
1: part so when i joke about cult followers and mm-hmm. being one myself yes. yeah you don't joke about those no. things what? i've
0: never told a joke in my entire life michael <laughs>
1: This is therapeutic, this top five. (laughs) I had no idea it was going to go here. Uh, What's your number two, sir? All right, I'm going to be vulnerable with my number two pick, which is the worst time to be vulnerable (laughs) based on your list. But I'm putting myself out there right now because I want you to experience what I think is a great film. I want you to be heartened. I want you to be wisped away by what I deem is the best romantic film of our generation. I have no idea how you would react to this movie because it's also kind of weird, but I'm willing to risk it all. I'm willing to be vulnerable and have you review one of the most beloved films of my life, and I think that keeps me this hopeless romantic person that I I try to be on this show. Mm -hmm. I come back to this movie what seems to be on a yearly basis. It's an annual for me, and it's Amelie from 2001. Oh, Okay. Amelie, uh, if you are a frozen caveman lawyer, is in the time that you are trapped in. It's in that same time loop in the early aughts. So I think this fits you. Amelie is also, you know, one of my favorite movies all uh, uh, overall because it's, it's so thoroughly creative. Now, I have no idea how this quote-unquote manipulative storytelling and all of the gimmicks he's using, I'd have no idea how they would work on you. Like, he's using visual effects. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. Jean-Pierre Junet, which we would have fun reviewing just because we'd mispronounce <laughs> all the French words. Audrey Tutu is the star. I wonder how hardened your heart would react to this creative romantic masterpiece Amelie. I have no idea. I'm genuinely curious and I demand we review this together at some point.
0: Okay, so I'm not going to be as harsh with this one as you may think um, because I know you've brought this up pretty much unsolicited a couple times in, in various reviews we've done as, probably because like, i just watched it the night well, before because yeah that's, but as as the basis as know. to what you're comparing what you're currently talking about and comparing it to us like if you want to do it well you would do it like it was done in anomaly or this isn't the way Amelie, you know that type of of uh linguistics so i understand it. it does mean a lot to you and i will say this i have not heard anyone give a bad review of that movie um, I thought you were going to go When Harry Met Sally 2, Electric Boogaloo on me. I'm glad you didn't because I would have probably been in tears right now. I do sincerely, again, have a desire to see that movie just to see what all of your hype is about, quite, quite frankly. Well, this
1: one is so optimistic, though, that I'm worried and i'm legitimately worried because you you know have hardened your heart to the world and you, the future you have with love i wonder <laughs> if i could build you up to this the fact that i'm saying this right now it just mean understanding that it's a futile gesture that you're you're either going to watch this or you're not i can't manipulate you into watching this but the before trilogy who's afraid of virginia wolf like those are just some hard-ass romances and yeah i do think they're romances i've would fun watching those with you too i'd even try to build you up in in other ways if I were trying to manipulate you I would say Beast and Border and Let the Right One In which I know I've seen horror Uh quote unquote doomed romances in many ways I'd be curious to review those with you as well but I do think we need a little more romance in our lives and I hope, hopefully it doesn't take an Oscar-nominated film to get there. We'll have to review Amelie at some point. And that's Genuinely, I think it'll be worthwhile.
0: Our next review is going to be of the film of Horses and Men, a <laughs> love story about two horses having sex next to a man.
1: <laughs> Literally, the man won't even get off the horse.
0: <laughs> oh, he'll get that horse off. <laughs> well, right. you're being very sweet with your number two. And I tell you, I almost feel bad about what my number two is in return. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have not seen these movies yet. (laughs) I know you've seen at least one of them. Mm. I know you, I think you might have seen two. I know you pretty much refuse to watch anything else this man has ever done. Um, I was going to go along the Lars von Trier line. Uh, You know, House that Jack built, that type of thing. I I avoided that because I think there's somebody out there who's more fitting of this, and I think you know where I'm going with this now. Oh, no. Uh, My number two, something you would hate to review, uh, Gasper Knows Anthology. I think it's more proper because not only of your abject horror towards the content of his films— But also the fact that he's been in France for years, so technically, it'd also be forcing you to study French cinema, of which you hold a huge grudge against. And it's not a death sentence. Like, yes, I'm I'm, I'm trolling you, but it's also... Right. These scores, by any measure, are at least above-average films. Uh, of his five feature-length efforts, I Stand Alone, Irreversible, Enter the Void, Love, and Climax. The average Rotten Tomato critic score is a 64.4, which is above-average. The I, average IMDb audience score is a 7.06, which is actually pretty good. The average meta-rating is a 60. So... Yeah, you probably need to shower and cry after every film, but you could get through it. And hearing your reviews, Mike, let me try to sell you here. It would really be a fascinating exercise in the limits and deterioration of the human psyche that could be of scientific use for years to come. And don't you want to help your fellow man, Michael? Stop being so selfish and give up your brain.
1: Okay, well, I have seen Climax, Enter the Void, and irreversible. I you have, have not, seen
0: irreversible. Irreversible. I wasn't sure on. I knew I the have other two.
1: Not seen love, and I've not seen. I stand alone. I don't know what else he's done. Let me just state for the record that his IMDb photo, he is looking, <laughs> off, he's looking down and to his left, and he looks like a serial murderer. That's Let, correct. That's for the record.
0: <laughs> that's correct.
1: Uh, look, I've I've been burned by his movies in the past. I did enjoy Climax, and I, I think that would be a fun like quarantine review for us at some point. I know it's on Amazon Prime. That is perhaps one of the tamer Gaspar Nohe films that he's done. To be honest, the the other ones get a little like you're gonna watch these. And you're just going to be like,
0: oh, <laughs> well, I know uh, And this might be spoiling it for you, but it's getting a lot of play on like TikTok and other social medias right now. I know Love is on Netflix and people are just coming about it uh, genuinely because they're looking for, again, romantic movies to watch during quarantine, which kind of speaks to your last entry. And it basically starts with just full on hardcore sex. Th- it's that's basically what I would a Dennis think. Reynolds film. It's a porno, <laughs> this yeah. is what I would
1: figure So, alright, let's click play I guess <laughs> <laughs> Gasper Noe Films Oh, jeez, can't believe you threw down that goal. And to be fair,
0: look, you always are, of the two of us, the more measured and the more objective in your speech and approach, you don't really let your bias swing you out of control emotionally, as I have a tendency to do every once in a while, I would really love to see what your breaking point for that is, because really. Really, on this recording, have you ever lost it? Like if you, we, you tend to be composed. If we do a grudge list, right? I mean, you were basically
1: telling me like if we do a grudge list, you should have a few grudges on there as well. Yeah. And I was thinking about that, and I was like thinking, what grudges do I have? This is my blinders at full on full display.
0: You just sh- showed me one of my grudges. I have a grudge against Gasper. No. I do. You do I, not like the French cinema. Yeah, you've, you've said that's come out in conversation <laughs> with us a couple times. I
1: didn't say that. I took old college courses on it, and I fell in love <laughs> with cinema at large because of Godard and all the, you know, all the French New Wave. Trudeau. This guy hates
0: snails. Clouseau, bugs.
1: Clouseau is one of my favorites, man. He's the French Hitchcock, so I love much of French cinema. And, okay. And that's, that's the old stuff, never mind the new stuff. However... Yeah, Gasper. No, he's pushed my buttons before a few times, and I've just been angry with him. However, I might, I might actually hit play. I here's what's funny. Like, can you imagine the people that have never seen one of his movies? They just click play on one of them. On that's Netflix? what I can't
0: believe people are fucking doing with love. Like, yeah. people are just finding because I guess love is listed under like romantic or something. People and... are horny. People are well, yeah. horny, and all quarantined. Go. I hope that does it for him then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wouldn't it be fascinating if that jumped into the top ten at some point? Like, that would
0: just blow my mind. It has to be close because I've seen it come up. Unless my settings and it's one of those Facebook-type things where you think about a product and then the next day you see ads for it and I'm just thinking about sex all the time and so they're throwing Love by Gaspar Noé in my face every time I turn on social media. But from what I've seen on social media, it's been very prevalent in people's watch lists lately. So I imagine it has to be close. Can I raise the stakes to this whole endeavor?
1: What if we have a trade where we literally have to force the other person, after the completion of these lists, like you have one movie or
0: TV show that I must watch and vice versa? Okay, but but I get a veto because I'm not watching Of Horses and Men. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. All right, so I can't do it. I figured I figured, you know, it would be
1: like uh talk about reality T V show principles. Like that would be some high stakes, like
0: I'm not against it, but I'm not watching horses fuck with a guy on one of the saddles. I'm not doing that as an artistic endeavor.
1: <laughs> Alright, so I guess that's out. <laughs>
0: having no idea what that movie's actually people work their whole lives on that project and I'm just here like an asshole spouting off nonsense about it because the poster looks weird
1: <laughs> I have no idea what the movie is I guess I'm yeah, ha- here's the problem is I'm sick to the point where I will actually watch that movie now it's at got some good, point it's got good scores <laughs> if I see it anywhere I'm going to watch it 100% and that's not the goal of this this though. is
0: snowballing downhill I know where this is going we're going to end up reviewing that fucking movie
1: Oh, it could be perfect. All right. Can Number I, one, Michael. I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm a good friend, and this is proof of okay. this fact, because I want this for you, and I believe we will do this at some point. I want to do a Scream rewatch series. Oh, wow. You are a good friend. So I'm feeling very guilty about clockwork oranging you to a chair and forcing <laughs> you to watch all of my mom's favorites, which are now also my favorites. Uh... I believe you deserve this reprieve this is uh this is an evil sadistic man who makes you sit down and watch all these you know period english dramas and then you get to watch you it's it, this is the world we live in and the person you are then you get to watch all these slasher killer films
0: and be happy Uh, I can't believe you. I'm already, I I got a single tear going down my cheek just thinking about it.
1: You deserve this rewatch series (laughs) before Scream 5 does come out. We will do this. I want this for you. We will do a Scream rewatch series. Look, I was considering the Bigelow Boogaloo here because I think we've been talking about that. But that only works if we get to use that title. I was thinking about Fincher and the Mank or the Fincher Files. I don't know if we've mentioned those on this Ooh, show Oh, Fincher before. Files
0: is a nice name for it. Go anyway,
1: ahead. I want to do a Fincher rewatch series at one point because it's just so addictive. And I worry about the length of those episodes, but I think that would be a lot of fun. I also want to get high on all the Spike Lee joints. I don't know what we'd call that, but maybe that's... What we call <laughs>
0: you've You've given a lot of thought to these, you could tell, and I like them, because they're all playing very well in my ears. But,
1: Mike, you would be glowing during this rewatch series, like a character in a Hallmark movie, like a bride on her honeymoon. I mean, you would be glowing. Just This would do wonders for your skin tone, for you. I just think a Wes Craven Scream rewatch series at some point in our future has got to happen.
0: You, you know the episode of The Office where... You- it's Toby's last day. and No,
1: I, I haven't binge-watched The Office. To be uh, well, let, to me, let me fill you me. in, because
0: yeah. you'll get where I'm going with this. And Michael uh, gives him his exit interview, and okay. Michael's going to set him up to like just lambaste him, and uh, he gives him a rock as a present, because Michael's always hated Toby. But... It turns out that Holly, the new HR person, is sitting in on the exit interview, <laughs> and so Michael, who thought he was going to give Toby this joke gag gift to be really mean and private, has to walk it back once it's revealed that he gave Toby a rock, and so he's trying to say, oh, that's not my real gift. I, gotta, that's, I don't know how that got in there. How, how dare anyone do this? That's how I feel about my number one right now. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> You were very nice and very kind and that it's very sweet and thoughtful. <laughs> and my number one is forcing you to rewatch Frozen 2 and talk bad about it. Because listen, oh. we had
1: our biggest oh no.
0: I didn't even write down notes for this. It was my number one when I pitched this idea to you. So mm. I have to hold it. Because we had Probably our biggest fight behind the scenes ever was revolving around Frozen Two. Yeah, I thought you were a monster. I, pr- uh, I kind of right. still do, but yeah. which is which is fair. We just talked about how I take gleeful joy in people getting slapped, their throats slashed. I am. That's not the point. Uh, we 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 saw this movie very differently, and. It's fine. We see movies differently all the time. This would not be me rubbing salt in the wound had it not been for you coming to me months ago mm-hmm. and saying, yeah, I rewatched Frozen 2. Uh, I may have jumped the gun a little bit. It's it's not as good as I thought it was. Well, I've th- been doing a victory lap yeah. in my soul over you. that comment. I'm so happy for you. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and now I feel like a fucking heel, a douchebag. <laughs> I can't take any joy in this moment. I somehow
1: undercut it, though. That's that's the beauty of this whole exercise. You went heel, and now you feel guilty? Oh, this is... Oh, now I'm, now I'm oh, drinking your tears. Of, fuck. Uh,
0: <laughs> i gotta I, come up with a different number one now you jerk
1: i did agree with all your arguments in hindsight on frozen 2 about why it's not as good of a film as it should have been so there i'm, I'm re-enabling your your lust for this
0: oh <laughs> uh, don't this you deck. walk this back don't you come away <laughs> looking like not only the good thoughtful mike but also the one who's willing to let the other guy have a moment how dare
1: you is this why Republicans hate Democrats and I just highrode you? I think I think this would be hard to do. Like this would seriously give me anxiety to go back and and do a movie where I just lost the argument and there's nothing more insufferable
0: it. than having to admit I was right. And that doesn't mm-hmm. go for you. That goes for everyone I've come in contact with and I know that about myself.
1: According to you, uh, reacting to you, right? Because right. you will just it- Exactly. You'll do a touchdown dance, an insufferable touchdown dance you know, <laughs> over in my dead body. Yeah. The whole
0: I dance on graves. I do. That's part of my motif. and it's why I'm a terrible person in reality. So I understand that. And that's, yeah. I mean, truly, no. Fuck, I got to get serious about Frozen 2 for a second. No, I would not make you do this. That's why I thought this was all a big joke. But you being nice at number one really shook me to my core, you jerk. Sorry for being nice. <laughs>
1: this was absurd this was one (laughs) of those fun i have no idea how this is going to play going forward like this was fun now but like how are we going to take take it out on each other
0: going forward that's my question i have no doubt (laughs) that somehow (laughs) we will figure out a way in which to weaponize these ideas (laughs) That's, uh, that was a great idea by you. That, that's the insane thing. Like, you came
1: up with this idea. This was an op- optimistic, fun episode, you know, to do. I mean, we, we were both like, we can't do any more news. It's just yeah. too dire. And we have to do something fun. And, yeah, I mean, MMOW was ready-made, but it's just, you know, it's too dire at the moment. So hopefully some, some happier stuff drops and we can have uh, more
0: fun with MMOW when we do get back to it next week. And you gave it away. We do have a couple series, certainly in the pipeline that we've been toying with, and a couple that we know we do want to do. That Mank one is very serious. We've talked about that for a long time. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to wait and see uh, what the hell Netflix and David Fincher are, are doing, and by that matter, what everyone is doing right now. As we started off this episode telling you guys that Halloween Kills has been moved, and we don't know what else is being moved. Uh I thought Universal was going to clean their slate entirely, but having slid in Candyman uh, that Mike brought to my attention, that's also a Universal property taking over that new Halloween Kills date, then obviously they're still hoping for something, so we still don't know. It's July, what, 8th? And we have no idea what's going on with quarter three or four of 2020, and... Uh I, I think we're just in a holding pattern. So if you have other ideas of other rewatch series that you guys think uh, we would have fun with, you want to hear us analyze and, and suggest for us to do, we're always open for those ideas. And as always, we want to hear from you about any of the entries on this list. Just how big of a dick am I for how the way that this episode ended? Uh, you could weigh in on all those thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, as well as anything else we do here in the MMO Empire. We want to hear from you. You can leave us those. As always, we are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at M&Oscar on Twitter. Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com and on Reddit. We are available everywhere you hear podcasts, including and especially Apple Podcasts. Unfortunately, like my partner also, Mike, the sweetest man to ever wear. Lace them up. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to have to kiss your ass just because of my own... Because I have the same Christian guilt, damn it. And when somebody gets inside to me, I just... I. I ah, I, I, oh, I hate you. But right I now. realize this. Though. I hate. Shut up.
1: But to, uh, anyway, of horses and men, I did suggest <laughs> that one. You, if you watch that one, then
0: you can get your hatred back. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> help me hate. Help me hate you. <laughs> Uh, you, can, you can leave us those comments. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, if you wouldn't mind, please giving us five stars. Hopefully, we'll let you guys have a few laughs to share with us today. Because like Mike said, uh, we, certainly speaking for uh, both we, Mike's, we needed it. Uh, we needed something to distract us and just have fun with today. Michael, uh, what is coming next in the immediate future for MMO? And what are some words of wisdom you're going to shout out? A buddy of ours, a friend of the show.
1: Yeah, I'll get to the words of wisdom first, because Scott Feinberg at Awards Chatter. Guys, if you are not subscribed to his show, if you have not rated it five stars on Apple Podcasts, etc., if you are not making that appointment listening every single week, I mean, his last few episodes have been extraordinary. He interviewed Coden O'Brien, Hillary Rodham Clinton, uh, Anjanu Ellis, Mike God, he's doing great work over there. He's I know great. we are yeah. followers of his cult. I realize this, we, but we truly think the guy is great at what he does. I mean, he's a reason that we're in this business. I can't believe we somehow got him to uh, come on the show. A, he a can few never times. hear this episode. Yeah, yeah, no. I would be, <laughs> I would be appalled. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I'd be appalled if he listened to that. But I'm, honestly, uh, he he's the best to do it right now it's some of the best podcasting i've heard and i've, li- I've listened to everything from indie podcasts to the big stuff uh, I'm, I'm just a junkie right now on the podcast i haven't even listened to an audiobook in a while because i'm listening to so many podcasts you know try and help us get better try to learn some things and my goodness he's the best interviewer around for certain that i've heard so Scott Feinberg's Awards Chatter, those are the words of wisdom today. In terms of what's coming next, I think we you know we both landed on Palm Springs first cow.
0: I think those are two OSPs we definitely want to do. Yeah. Is Palm Springs an O S P Yeah, I mean, look, it set a record at Sundance, right? Right. And the pickings have been pretty slim, like we just talked about. Nobody knows what's going on. So something like Palm Springs, which I'm sure uh, Neon had its claws in. I don't know if it was always going to be a Hulu exclusive. We'd have to do a little research. But if it was meant for theaters, I think it has just as good a chance as anything to compete right now.
1: Right. We're not sure if we're going to review Greyhound and the Old Guard in their own episodes or if we'll just review them on MMOW or ORC or, w- or whatever we do on a weekly basis. But, yeah, we got a lot of stuff that we want to do, like you said. We're, I think we're actually going to finally commit to one of these series sooner than later because we have to. Because <laughs> the summer yeah. movie season's not happening like we hoped. So yeah. let's... Uh, let, let's Let's get the people what they want soon in that regard, and and let us know. If you want
0: something more than you want something else, let us know, and that'll be a great help to us. Uh, We are going to dive down even deeper into the absurdity and into the muck, as we do have at least one special review coming up. We have a special guest that I think is going to be with us for two separate episodes. Yes, But one of those episodes is going to be with a very infamous property that... uh, I think this was a good exercise to prepare for because it's not going to be something. Uh, <laughs> the property is, it's infamous is the best way to, to describe Great. it. So good hopefully teaser. we'll have uh, we'll have some fun with that. But guys, as always, when reality sucks, you can come watch these movies, and hopefully share a few laughs with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. We will see you all very soon. See you.